Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power, our special series around symptoms. Hello, Lise. Hi, Nat. I'm really looking forward to sharing this symptom today with our beautiful listeners. I know. It is a good one. It's a good one around some really, I don't want to say scary stats, but really some mind-blowing stats, isn't it? And really now, today, where we are in ourself and in our health, really provides a great level of learning and knowledge to recognize that we could start where we are today to really support our health and be supported, not just today, but in the future too. So it's bone health, right? And uh, I know that this is one that you have definitely been learning a lot about and talking a lot about. And I know you've you've shared, often shared the, the stats with me and just completely mind blown over some of the information that you've been researching and studying. Yeah, I and I think, you know what, I don't think it was so much on my radar for a long time. And as you know, we, we do some education with physios in the physio space and it, it brought it more to my attention. I was absolutely flabbergasted by some of the stats. So I'll get on with it and um, share some information. But I will say, and I might have said this in the last episode, I think we talk about, bone, when, when we think about bone health, we think about old, frail people, right? And I know that used to be my perception of it. And I think that we need to definitely change that perception because it's like that report card that we talk about from your menstruating or reproductive years. There's a report card also for your bone health in the future. And what you do now and how you actually support and nurture your body can play a huge role in the bone health when you hit, especially postmenopausal as well. You know, I'm obviously here to tell you that it's an important um, an important issue to raise and, you know, as far as awareness and the significance of bone health and osteoporosis and its impact for many women, especially in menopause, you know, and it affects men as well. So listen up if you've got any men listening or women, um, listen for your men as well. But they obviously don't go through men- menopause, but it's something that they also can, can be conflicted with. So osteoporosis is a condition where bones become fragile, increasing their risk of fracture and where the structure, structural integrity of the bone is impaired. Oestrogen is a major player in bone formation. So you need to listen up um, because we talk a lot about oestrogen and that's one of the main things that brings menopause on. As you know, it starts to decrease from our perimenopause years. The uh, The time of most rapid bone loss will start approximately one year before that final menstrual period and lasting about three years. Now, remember with menopause, uh, menopause is 12 months or one day after that 12 months of not having a menstrual period. And you don't really know until that day comes about. So you've really got to, you've got to be on it because it can be happening at any time and you may not be aware of it, right? So on average, a woman can lose 6% of her bone mass during these three years. Let me repeat that, 6% of her bone mass during these three years. But some women can lose a lot more, up to 3 to 5% per year. And after this period of rapid loss, bone is lost at a higher rate than before menopause. So 0.5% to 1% per year. I find that an astounding, astonishing 
almost scary fact. And, you know, if it doesn't scream to you to look after your bone health, I don't know what does. Um, it's yeah, something that we all really need to be aware of. Now, other factors that can affect bone mass and fracture uh, risk can include alcohol consumption, the age at which you enter menopause, your genetics, which is a huge contributor, the medication that you might be on, your nutrition, smoking and physical activity. Women who, lose, uh, women who smoke lose an additional 2% of bone density for every 10 years after menopause. So I'm not telling you to smoke or not, but um, you know, probably a really good stat there to be on your radar if you do enjoy a cigarette. Now there's an interesting Australian stat from a report called Osteoporosis Costing All Australians a New Burden of Disease Analysis that was from 2012 to 2022. And what it told us, it was estimated that by 2022, there will be 6.2 million Australians over the age of 50 with osteoporosis or osteopenia. And this was a 31% increase from 2012. Another mind-boggling research statistic. So, you know, the statistics are there to really, I don't know, scare or but really be on our, on our, to have it on our radar that bone health and how we actually support it is, you know, one of the best things or one of the most important things that we need to be aware of. So what are some of the things that can help it? So exercise is one of the best things you can do for your bones. And it's certainly something on my radar presently. And I'm definitely looking at changing up how you know I continue to walk I'm doing Pilates but also looking at doing some more weight bearing work and if you listen to one of our podcasts I think it was a few weeks ago I talked about how primal movement can be great weight bearing movement for your bones and I might have talked about how I clean my kitchen floor net right and um, I do that on all fours and it's a real it's it's yeah there's a real uh, brevity and um, of exercise going on there so I actually did it last night I was I was giving it to myself <laughs> but you know it's just that primal movement I can't I can't really recommend it enough anyway you don't have to keep uh, cleaning kitchen floors but have a look at the ways that you can bring in natural body weight um, exercise into your day exercise can be so helpful it can even help reverse bone loss even for women who have lost a significant amount of bone mass so really really easy way to get around with, around it and as i said weight bearing exercise can actually really be um, very stimulating to produce new bone and then there's you know looking at exercise that involves a component of balance can also reduce falls and exercise that works on posture can help prevent and treat curvature of the spine. And we tend to do a lot of uh, sitting, right? So I know I do, and I'm constantly uh, doing stretches out on my, you know, for my posture because I have this issue with rounded shoulders that I think, you know, I feel like it's getting worse as I get older. So I'm really, really heavily onto that. And not only will exercise help with your bone health, but it can also improve hot flushes and um, assist with cognition and brain health. Some of the other things from a lifestyle point of view also that can help or assist with bone health are around reducing or avoiding your alcohol intake, eating enough calories and protein. Protein is a biggie. And ensuring that um, you're having calcium-rich foods in your diet and also getting adequate vitamin D levels to assist with that calcium absorption. And calcium doesn't just look like cheese and milk, because I'm aware that there are a lot of people who are dairy intolerant. You can get it from your vegetables. You can get it from your sesame seeds. Uh, almonds are great for calcium rich foods. So if you're getting a variety in your diet, that will definitely assist with your calcium elements as well. And you know what, Nat, you and I know, um, you know, broccoli is one of the, is a great uh, 
provider of calcium and we've also had this conversation on a previous podcast about how we have our broccoli every night and it's the way you cook it that um, keeps us coming back for more right Mm, yes very true and I was before you jumped into that calcium uh, talk there I was going to ask that question because it is something that always does come up particularly for those people who are dairy intolerant or who don't uh, eat dairy because there is that perception that that's where we get our calcium from and and I, I this probably stems back to the 80s and maybe even before that too that you get it from your milk and you get it from your cheese but when you actually look at the calcium intake from from those products yeah. you get greater calcium from your veggies don't you you do. Um, and look, you know, the other things you can be thinking about too are things like sardines and canned salmon, you know, the bones in the salmon, you munch them up. They're really great um, option. Um, you know, there's another option for getting calcium and fermented tofu or tempeh, just make sure you're getting organic types of soy or tofu foods and that they're good quality. They're another option. Broccoli, Uh, cabbage, bok choy, so a lot of those Asian vegetables, Chinese cabbage and spinach are also great. So there's some really good options apart from the milk and milk products if you can't stomach them or they just don't agree with you. Mm, Yeah, beautiful advice and and really great, important information. I mean, I can remember back when my nana was still alive and she was probably in her 60s, 70s and I don't know if she was diagnosed with osteoporosis, but I remember that being the first time of hearing that word. Mm. And it is a word and a condition that we hear often about. But again, we tend not to hear a lot of information about it. We definitely don't hear the link to menopause so much or even the stats and the loss of bone density as a result of perimenopause. And and of course, I mean, look, that that's a byproduct of that lack of knowledge that we as a society, as health professionals, as everybody doesn't have. But it's it's really great to see that there's some solid evidence and research and statistics out there that yes they can be alarming and a little bit scary but again that power is is ours for the taking in having this information to then look at okay what action do we take now to really support my bone health along with um, every other part of my health as well yeah you're so right and I think by doing these podcasts and sharing this information with our listeners I really want to bring home that you don't have to go and absolutely rehash your whole lifestyle. Uh, it's really just, you know, just think about the things that are doable from your end that you can start maybe making changes with. Might be the foods, you know, one, you might be putting more broccoli in your, in your trolley or different types of foods and trying them out if you haven't tried them before. And just do one thing at a time. It's a gradual uh, change in habits that are really key in relation to how you look after yourself this time or any time in your life, right? But we don't want to, we're not certainly not advocating to go out and do a one big whole change with everything that we're talking about. One thing at a time is uh, is the place that we come from. Yep, for sure. And, and that's the benefit of using a coach, no matter where you are in the world, in being able to access a health coach or a wellbeing coach or any anyone that can be your accountability and support because it is a really big piece is that uh, behaviour change. And particularly as as we get older, making that behavior change becomes a lot trickier because we've got so many ingrained habits and routines and experiences and our brain usually tries to push push back uh, against any change. And, and probably it's a really nice segue into the next 
topic or the next episode, which is going to be focusing on brain health and some of the uh, symptoms that are impacted, such as anxiety and depression, uh, even insomnia, low mood, low confidence. Um, but, you know, it's it's about that real important behaviour change. Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and I think there'll be a lot of listeners that can really resonate with that episode as well. Totally. Thanks again, as always, for listening. We absolutely appreciate your attention and giving us your time. Uh, it's always such a great pleasure to bring to you our, our learning and our expertise and our passion, of course, um, and just and talk, really. We do love to talk, don't we, Liz? Yeah, uh, we do. Actually, sometimes you have to stop us in our tracks because we need to move on to the next thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, as always. No worries, Nat. See you next time. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.